Broadcasting live. It's America's longest-running talk show on computers. It's Computer America, bringing you the biggest names in technology with guest interviews, new products, and your emails. Listen live at ComputerAmerica.com on any device around the world. Email the show at live at ComputerAmerica.com or find us on social media. Be sure to check out our website for contests, giveaways, show notes, live video stream, podcasts, and more. You're listening to Computer America. Hello and welcome into the Computer America Show. We are the nation's longest-running, nationally syndicated radio talk show on computers and technology. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Ben Crossman, and I hope all of you had a great weekend. You are fresh, you are ready to go, and uh, I guess, you know, it's turning into a pseudo-holiday. Happy Prime Day, I guess. I I, I don't know. Uh, So, yeah, uh, welcome into the program. We have a great show planned for you today. And just a heads up, in the second part of the program, we will be doing computer and technology news, where we keep you up to date with all kinds of tech stories and things like that. And um, yeah, and you know, some of those include a couple of warnings about Amazon Prime Day and how you know you shouldn't throw common sense out the window just because someone says, "Hey, this is a good deal." So yep, yeah, uh, a bunch of stories. And uh, but in the first part of the program. We have a company, as we normally do, but this is a very special day because this is the first time we will have a company called Atten here with us, and or uh, or Atten, I guess I should say, A-T-E-N, and we'll be talking with their product manager about what they do, how they do it, and you know, they have some very cool gadgets. You can actually check out one of their gadgets that we reviewed on our homepage at ComputerAmerica.com. And of course, speaking of Computer America, that's where you'll find the show notes, so a link to our guest website or anything that we talk about here today, everything will be in one place. So if you're busy, if your hands are tied, don't worry, we got you covered. Uh, while you're there, be sure to check out the social media contest brought to you by Logitech, and be sure to check out the uh, live video stream brought to you by OWC. So all that more at our website, go check it out. And in the meantime, I think we're just going to go ahead and jump right into this and as I said before, Atten Technology is joining us today. And joining us is Ms. YT Liang. And uh, I'm sorry, uh, YT Leon, I believe, I believe is the better way to say that. And uh, yeah, she's joining us by phone. So YT, welcome on to Computer America. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Thank you, Ben. Thank you so much for having me here. Our pleasure, our pleasure. And uh, coming in loud and clear, it's great to hear. Uh, let's go ahead and get some background on, uh, on, on Atten and what they do. And for those of us who haven't heard of them, give us uh, a bit of a background on what it is that they do. And also a bit of background on yourself. How did you find yourself working with the company? Okay, cool. Thanks, Ben. Well, I'll start with, uh, who we are. So Atten, we are... Um, we, we've been in the industry for over 40 years, and we started with KVM. So KVM stands for Keyboard, Video, and the Mouse Switch. So, um, so imagine this. Let's say if we have two or three, two PCs or two uh, laptops at our home, and we just need uh, one set of keyboard, mouse, um, uh, and monitor to control different PCs. And imagine if we are talking about data centers, you can use just one set of keyboard, mouse, and monitor to control thousands of servers. So it's really beneficial and save you a lot of space, save you a lot of uh, money. So that's one of our product lines is called KBM. And we also have another product line that's called ProAV, that's professional audio video. And I believe we will spend more time talking about this amazing uh, product line today. Uh, another thing is we, we also have a new Soho. So Ben, just like you mentioned in the beginning, we have this cool gadget, um, which is uh, the UH723, uh, 7230. Um, that's you know being one of our focus items as well. And last but not least, we also have the PDU. PDU is the power distribution unit. So imagine you can have all your electronic devices connected to the PDU, and you get to monitor and control the power usage of your electronic uh, devices. Um, so you know, ATEM, we are more than just um, 
uh, the manufacturer, we also have our own R&D teams in Taiwan, uh, in Canada, and in Wuhan. And we also have our factories. And that's why we always call, it, call ourselves as true manufacturers, because um, we get to manufacture our products, we get to design, develop our products, and we even have over 500 patents ourselves. So that's pretty much what we do. And as myself, I'm the product manager in charge of uh, ProAB. Um, and besides product management, I also travel with ourselves in the lab, which I really love it because we get to meet the customers, listen to them, um, knowing what they're looking for, and try to fulfill their um, their what what any issues that they are running into. And on top of that, um, we are working closely with our marketing. Our marketing is awesome. You know, they um, they have so many feedback, and as well as we're trying to make people not only on the IT side, but also the pro AV side aware of who we Aten are. Right. No, and, and wow, there's a lot to break down there. Very good introduction. Uh, we are going to get into some of these, you know, kind of individually. But before we do that, I think it's a good idea to, uh, you know, to kind of outline uh, who your customers generally are, because obviously you don't go out and meet, uh, you know, uh, you know, just every, everyday consumers, you really work with uh, kind of industries, you're kind of business to business. Uh, talk about who you generally serve, or do you actually have like a household line, or is it strictly hospitality? Uh, who are your customers? Okay, cool. So right now, um, Aiken is moving 100% channel friendly. So we're working with our channel distributors, um, including Ingram, Cinex, DNH, and Elmo. But on top of that, they also have a lot of system integrators and resellers, so we will work with them as well. And as far as for the end users, if they, um, they have something um, they would like to know more about, even have a webinar, we would do that as well. So, for example, one of the things that we do quite often every day is, you know, whenever there's an opportunity, we can jump uh, into a call with our system integrators as well as the end users, making sure that we, we fully understand what they're looking for and our solution can fulfill their needs as well. Um, and if, in, in, you know, if we're talking from an application's point of view, for the Pro AV, I'll say as, as long as you, you see there's a display, you see there's a monitor, you see there's a projector, there's a chance for um, ATEN's Pro AV solutions. So for example, hospitality, um, education, corporate, healthcare, uh, et cetera. All right, no, and we got that part. So uh, makes a lot of sense. Let's talk about Pro AV. You mentioned that you were the product manager mainly for the Pro AV side. I think that's uh, you know that's going to be a very exciting topic because uh, you know audio, video, things like that. I, I think people, and I say people, but. I'd say I've been in a lot of uh, in a lot of boardrooms and a lot of businesses, and it's still one of those things that I think has advanced a long way. But at the same time, actually being able you know making it usable and making it you know kind of just work, that's one of the harder things because you still have people who, you know, I I, I hate to say it, but I think a lot of people still have like the old CRT TVs uh, in the closet somewhere because that's like the last thing that they learned how to use. So let's talk about AV and pro AV in particular. Uh, what exactly are you encompassing or what does uh, Atten, you know, kind of offer in the pro AV line? Okay, sure, sure, sure. Um, so, you know, instead of throwing a bunch of like product lines, few numbers, um, let, I would like to start with a case study. Let's, sure. let's do a case study. Um, so let's talk about bars. Okay, so, so you, know, you know, the World Cup just finished, and we've been, you know, watching NBA Finals like a couple of weeks ago. But for the bar, um, we have this case study is where um, the bar owner has only two needs. One is he has this multiple video sources that he needs to distribute to 60 TVs, 60 TVs. Um, so, and, um, you, you can imagine in this kind of scenario, you will need some kind of video extension because, for example, traditional HDMI cables can only go to uh, 50 feet um, tops. But with 
um, technology like HD based T, you get to extend the not only just the video audio part, you get to extend um, USB signals, control signals, power, or even Ethernet over 330 feet. So that's the video extension. So you will need that kind of solution to help you to extend the video coming from your setup box all the way to those 60 TVs. And of course, you will need a video matrix to help you do the video switching. But the second needs that comes from the bar owner, okay, imagine we are bar owner, we walk into our bar and we are about to open the bar. What's the first thing that we will run into? Hmm. That is turning, turning on all the 60 TVs. So imagine this, we walk into a bar and we have to use the remote controllers to turn on all the 60 TVs. So that's going to be you know, time consuming and everything. And so the second need from the bar owner is actually he would like to use one button on the iPad to turn on all the 60 TVs. And that's what we've been hearing a lot about the control system. So control system is where you can use like iPad or Android tablets to uh, control the devices in your environment. So um, as you can see in this case study in hospitality, in hospitality bar, you can see the video extension, the video switching, as well as utilizing the control system. How much of your current research and development, because you mentioned that uh, you, know, you kind of do it in-house as well, how much of it is really working with everyday products that uh, you know, in business we've talked for a while now about the idea of bring your own device, how you know, people aren't issued Blackberries anymore. They bring in their own iPhones that they've been using forever and they are given permissions and things like that. How much of your research and development is really going towards making sure, you know, Atten technology or any or anything else works with, you know, really anything else that people could probably bring from home? Oh, okay. Cool, cool. So um, one thing that I would like to mention, then let's talk about meeting room. Sure. Because meeting room is where... Yeah, you know, you know, nowadays, of course, we have uh, traditional meeting room, but right now we also have huddle space. So huddle space is where, you know, we'll probably have one monitor or projector. And um, so with this, actually, we are about to launch, which is our presentation switch. One of our focus items is you can bring, for example, your laptop to this meeting room. And then you can also share your content with the people on the remote side. So you know there there are a lot of presentations which solutions, but mostly they are local. It's like you you have to have your video hardwired to that box. But with our presentations, which is like you can uh, share the content to the local uh, to the remote people, um, and vice versa, the the people on the remote side will be able to share the content as well. So um, that's when. Um, you know, one of the examples of the meeting room. And the second one would be like the control, control system we just mentioned. Um, in the control system, let's say we're controlling the meeting room, um, when you bring your iPhone and you, if you would like to control the um, device as well, then you just have to download the profile con uh, from the control box. Then you will be able to control the devices as well. Very, very cool. No, and, and of course, I'm sure a lot of this is seamless. And once you have it set up, uh, talk about, actually, l let's go ahead and talk about, you know, kind of the the setup for this. Uh, do you make your products with the idea that there's going to be someone technically, uh, you know, like maybe an IT department where they are trained in this and they're going to be able to set it up for you? Uh, or is this set up for someone who maybe has some kind of, uh, you know, kind of rudimentary experience or things like that? Um, who, uh, I'm sorry, how complicated is setting, uh, yeah, is setting up your devices? Okay, cool, 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 awesome. So, um, good question. So, I'll say this goes to two different people. One is system integrators, the other one is end users. So for the system integrators, for the control system, um, you know, before we start everything, we did a really, um, um, like uh, a lot of research on the market. And we found that for the control system right now, um, most of the software are too complicated. It will take um, the system integrators to have dedicated engineers to learn about the control system. But with our control system, it's just a four step. So step one, you, you type in your project information. Step two, you 
uh, you select the device you want to control. So for example, the projector, the TV, or the video matrix. The third step, you design your GUI and you commence. And the fourth, fourth step, you just upload to the control box. So for the system integrators, if they would like to uh, do like a small to medium sizes of control system projects, our uh, control system is very suitable for them because uh, the learning curve um, is not is is pretty easy. And as a matter of fa as a matter of fact, if the system integrators can do most of the technic technical stuff, mm -hmm. it will be easier and users to use because you know the hard part, the, the, the technical part has have been taken care of. So um, let me give you an example. Let's say let's go back to the meeting room. Let's say uh, today you know the end user in the meeting room they are using an iPad to control the devices. But someday let's say for some reason the iPad you know didn't work or they want to replace a new iPad. Then uh, in this case uh, do they need to call system integrator uh, to come over and does the system integrator have to fly all the way to the customer site just to replace an iPad? Well, with our A10 control system solution, you don't have to do that because the end user just need to grab another iPad, again, download the profile, then he or she will be able to control the meeting room like the way he used to. Um, so I'll say that's the, the beneficials uh, the benefits that we can bring with our control system. Very, very cool. And and obviously, uh, you know, setting these things up is going to uh, you know re require a bit. But it sounds like you're giving your customers enough uh, enough leeway that if they want to do things a certain way, they're going to be able to set it up mm -hmm. to a T to exactly how they want it set up. And I guess that's something that again, looking at uh, you know some of your case studies, that's very, very important. And Let's actually go back and talk some about some of the others. You mentioned uh, again ProAV. Uh, you, you, know, you mentioned a bar, uh, lots of TVs, lots of televisions, lots of different signals. Uh, you know, being able to control these on the fly, uh, super important. So your, you know, that really shows a good side of your technology and how flexible it can be. Uh, do you have you know some of these for maybe some other areas like uh, let's say hospitality? Mm. Oh, good, good point. Good point. Yeah. So. Um, actually, the video matrix and video extension uh, extenders are very helpful in house of worship um, because um, you can imagine the size of the, the the church or the house of worship, and so they will need to have um, video extension as well as switching between different contents. So that's one of uh, the uh, the applications that we're seeing more and more growth. And I'll probably say another vertical market in the ProEview world um, is corporate. Actually, you know, according to a VIXA report, um, you know, a VIXA is the organization who does Infocom. Mm -hmm. So according to a VIXA report, um, among all the ProEview market, it's about one third of them comes from corporate. So you can imagine corporate, uh, you can imagine the meeting rooms we just talked about. And another, I, I, would, I would love to share with you another case that we did with the corporate is um, they, did a 10 by 6 video wall mm -hmm. and another 5 by 5 video wall. So that's a total of 85 displays. And that corporate um, is more like a broadcasting corporate. So what they want to do is they have this 10 by 6 video wall playing video coming from different news channels or broadcasting vehicles. And whenever they want to enlarge a specific source, they will just do video wall. So. Um, that's another case in the pro AV. That is impressive. I, I mean, 85 televisions, that is, uh, and of course getting them all working together and I'm sure that even, yeah. even milliseconds of difference in, in signal would be supremely annoying. So yeah. that is very, very impressive. Um, yeah. and, and, and I guess, uh, that, and, and, and you mentioned that corporate is a big part for pro AV. I mean, let's say there's a company out there who currently is maybe lacking in this kind of area um, and they're looking to upgrade. I mean, could you give some examples about why, uh, you know, why people kind of shop for your product? I'm sure that you ask them all the time, you know, what are you, uh, what are you trying to do? What are you finding are some of the uh, more recent innovations? Is it all video walls that they're trying to do? Is it uh, trying to control you know, maybe uh, what their employees are doing or, or trying to do at certain times a day. Uh, what are your customers trying to do with your technology? 
Okay, cool, cool, cool. So um, if we were talking about corporate, um, I'll say besides, for example, the you know the ten by six video wall um, case study we just talked about. Um, another thing is, you know, we we see one of our products selling to the corporate as well, which is like a four by four video matrix that can do video wall, or a nine by nine video matrix that can do video wall because corporate now in either in their lobby or in their reception, they would like to do like a two by two video wall or three by three video wall, um, showing whichever the, the, the content that they, they are using. Um, and another thing, because um, we're talking about corporate, and another thing we would like to talk about is the command and control room. Um, in, you know, in some of the big corporates, they will have command and control. So basically command and control is, you know, um, operators will be sitting at their desk, they have their own keyboard, mouse, and monitor, but at the same time, in front of them, there, there could be another um, four by three video wall in front of them, and, and having video coming from everyone's PCs, and whenever they, again, they want to see something clearly, they can just make it to the video wall, enlarge that. In, in this scenario, the command control room, this is where you can see, um, the, the perfect combination of AV and IT. So, you know, the AV will be the, the one who does the video wall, but don't forget there's also the keyboard mouse control part. So that's where the KVM can help. So I have to say, you know, um, uh, from us, ATEN, one of the benefits um, that we can bring to our customers is, you know, you can look for vendors who are good at KVM or IT, and you can look at other vendors who are good at ProAV, but it's pretty hard to find one vendor who can do both. And imagine that, um, imagine that that means, um, you know, one solution provider, um, that means less, you know, viewer vendors to call for help. You can just come to us, we can help you with uh, the command control center uh, solutions. Very, yeah, no, and, and by the way, I just want to draw everyone's attention once again to our website, Computer America, because we did a review of one of your uh, KVM switches, and, you know, <laughs> essentially in the review, I, I kind of said that uh, this is not going to have a lot of use cases for, for like, uh, you know, kind of mom and pop or like even, you know, just like single person households, but if you need something like this, it was so super easy to use. Uh, you know, we kind of run a studio here to do the show, and being able to control multiple, you know, systems from a single, uh, you know, from a single keyboard mouse, that it works so seamlessly that if you need something like this, it was very, very uh, kind of uh, transformative to have access to that kind of technology. So it's, um, you know, so so the KVM side, I completely understand mixing the IT with the AV. Uh, you know, very, very powerful, you know, uh, kind of combination you have going on there. Uh, let's talk a bit about the, and, and, you know, I'm not sure if we've mentioned this yet today, but the HD base T, uh, can you tell us about what that is? And, uh, yeah, just go ahead. Yeah, sure. Of course. Um, so basically HD base T, um, is a standard. Um, so imagine this. So nowadays, we, we are running into the situations more and more that we need to extend some kind of signals. So, so for example, let's say today we need to extend the HDMI, the audio, and the, the R232, and maybe the power. We will need to use a lot of cables and probably to use a lot of different boxes or products from different vendors. So now here comes HD base T. HD base, what HD base T wants to do is to be able to extend and send all those signals using just one category cable. So that's why, that's why they call five play. So five play actually means five different signals. Those are um, audio video, um, USB, power, control, which includes IRNR232, as well as Ethernet. So imagine this. Instead of like five, seven, or even six, I mean, or even eight different kinds of cables, you just need one category cable, then you will be able to extend um, all those signals. So echo back, remember the first case um, study we talked about the bar? Mm -hmm. it, um, it, you know, um, 
the, the, the reason why we can control all those six TVs is actually because our control system sends the signal to our matrix and then sends the R232 signals through HD-based-T to the receivers and then to the TVs to tell them to turn on and turn off. So that's, that's the benefit of the, um, the HD-based-T. So HD-based-T is a standard that they're trying to ratify in, you know, in, uh, in corporate and other things like that. And I, you know, I found their website. We're going to throw it up in the show notes just so everyone can kind of take a look at it too. Uh, how, and so this is, uh, you know, kind of like, like an alliance. They have many other, uh, companies that are starting to work on this. Uh, how, how close are we actually to getting, uh, something, you know, like that single cable dream? Like, I'm sure that the, you know, uh, the zero cable dream is still there, but the single cable, <laughs> um, how, how, yeah. how close are we? Okay, cool. Actually, um, right now for the HD-based solutions, um, there are, I'll say already a lot of the HD-based solutions. So I have to say we are pretty close. But I guess the next question is how do I choose? Among all these HD-based solutions, products, I, uh, I'm looking for, for example, I'm looking for uh, HDMI, I mean HDMI extenders which can extend to 200 feet with IR control. How do I look, um, look for, how do I find that product that fulfills my need and I don't have to worry too much about it? Right. Um, then that's why we would recommend um, to use certified products. HD-based T certified products. So by saying certified, that means vendors like us, we have to send our product and our documentation to the official HD-based alliance. And they will do a full test to make sure we, we can word the way that we say it. And they, will say, and they will say, okay, approved. So that's certified product. So for A10, our HD-based T products are certified. So I'll recommend the first one to use certified products. So when you know when you are doing mix and match, or when you are putting them together, uh, you will work. Um, and the second thing is actually um, we and we've been doing this for over a year and a half, um, which is the HD based T certified training. So so in this training, it could be 90 minutes and it could also be three hours. But in the 90 minutes, we'll talk about not just the technology of HD-based itself, but we'll talk about case studies. We'll talk about the heads up. I'll say probably the heads up is the, one of the most important topics because um, you know those are the heads up you need to know before you start doing the HD-based installation. So for example, there are two different IR types in HD-based and they don't work together. So you need to know that before you actually buy the products or spend a lot of time doing the testing and find out, oh, it doesn't work. Right. Um, and on top, and on top of that, our um, HD-based training, um, um, the people who attend our training will receive a VIXA CTS RUs as well. So you know, CTS is Certified Technology Specialist. Basically, it's a kind of certificate, and you will get 1.5 for 90 minutes, or three RUs for three hours uh, from our HD-based T training. I got gotcha. you. No, and and that's um and and by the way, I think we're about to run into a break. Uh, YT, if you don't mind, would you mind staying over past the break so we can finish up this conversation? Yes, of course. Oh, perfect. So yeah, and uh, I think when when we come back because we have like uh you know maybe a minute left and maybe we we can get started, but uh let's talk about uh some of the trends in the pro AV world because you know and this has always been very interesting to me i'm not sure about uh, the, mm. audience, the audience at large but um standards standards are a great thing they kind of make the world go round but i'd say back in january for example we had the uh you know uh, one of the people from the hdmi consortium to talk about hdmi standards and you know i believe they're up to like hdmi 2.1 or something like that and you mentioned that you started to push this uh you know the, the hd base t uh, about a year and a half ago, and since then they're already talking about changing, let's say, HDMI standards, which I'm sure are rolled into that mm-hmm. as well. Um, how mm-hmm. how does Atten, you know, kind of, or I'm sorry, uh, A10 kind mm-hmm. of work with uh, ever changing standards? So do you try to keep up with them? Do you have something set and you do it for like, let's say, five years? Yeah. How how do you work with changing standards? 
Okay, cool, cool. Um, that's a very good question because, you know. Well, um, and and YT, I say that, and then the music starts playing in the background, and I have to cut you off. I'm so sorry, but uh, everyone, when we come back, uh, when we come back, A10 Technology, we are talking to Ms. YT uh, Leon, and she is the product manager for the company. Everyone, stay tuned. More Computer America right after this. And uh, yeah, a couple more questions, and then Computer and Technology News. But everyone, stay tuned. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-215-4461. 800-215-4461. That's 800-215-4461. We are all Brother Wolf. Ten years ago, a group of locals banded together to create positive change. We took animals into our homes, held adoption events at local retailers, and talked to the community about our mission to help build a no-kill Asheville. A decade later, we have achieved so many victories for animals in need. There's been so much progress, yet there's still so much to do. As part of our year-long celebration, we encourage you to become a member of our special Compassionate Circle program. With a monthly donation of $10 or more, you will have behind-the-scenes access to the work we are doing at Brother Wolf. Our goal is to reach 1,000 members because we receive no government funding. Working together, we can help build and sustain no-kill communities. Learn more at CompassionateCircle.BWAR.org. We are a 501c3 tax-deductible organization. And welcome back to the Computer America Show. It is 32 minutes past the hour, and we continue on with uh, with A10 Technology. And we are talking to Ms. Uh, YT Liang, where we, and she's the product manager for the company. If you are just joining us, by the way, everyone, if you missed any part of today's interview, feel free to check us out wherever podcasts are heard. And you can find the show in its entirety rebroadcast there. So Google Play, Apple, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, so on and so forth. Everywhere you can find us right there. So in the meantime, YT, thank you for, of course, continuing on with us. Uh, this, this is, uh, you know, again, thank you. Let's go ahead and get back to that question right before the break, which, uh, you know, for everyone else, um, standards, you know, standards are ever changing. We, you know, I just mentioned things like uh, HDMI 2.1, which itself are there to address concerns of, you know, not just things like 4K and HDR and what have you, but things like 8K television and you know, data's getting a lot. Uh, data's getting a lot more dense and a lot more throughput. Um, how how do you deal with standards? Mm, okay, cool. Thanks, Ben. Um, so yeah, so you know, for HD base T, um, you know, I was gonna say really interesting because in the training we'll talk about there's HD base T 1.0 and there's also HD base T 2.0. Um, so for A10. Um, we we are the members um, of the HD Base Alliance. We were adapters, but now we are even even moving forward to contrib- uh, contributors. Um, so another thing that I, I can give you a great example. So for example, we ATEN we have um, the world first HD Base 2.0 DVI dual display KVM. So. So that's something, you know, we are on the front edge of um, the technology and the trend. And as well as, you know, um, HD Base T um, has a couple of different working groups. So we are uh, one of the AV working group as well. So we have really close connection, discussion, and even feedback to the HD Base T and lines as well as the engagement. 
So basically, you know, from the world's first um, HDBase 2.0 product that I just mentioned, as well as um, the contribution with HDBase Alliance. So another example is um, we just had an Infocom this year in Las Vegas in June. Um, HDBase has um, the HDBase booth there as well. So what we did is we did a panel discussion there with them together, and we also did a presentation, and we uh, we also have a booth over there. So I have to say um, HDBase T is um, is a good technology, and to be frank with you, we we we've been selling quite a lot and um, it's got its benefits, it's got its application. And of course, we're moving forward um, all the time with the, um, the, the, the standards as well. Right, so it sounds like your way of tackling uh, different standards and ever-changing standards are to be some of the ones who are helping to write, to write them and to work with them and to you know, be, be, as you said, on the research and development side and not just the reactionary side. So that's definitely great to hear. Uh, let's talk about some of your favorite parts, you know, kind of as a vendor, as someone who provides this technology to your customers, um, what are some of your favorite parts about Pro AV? Okay, um, I'll say that's myself. My favorite part will be uh, working with our partners um, and um, work with them as well as working with the end users to know, once again, what they're looking for, what their issues they're running into, and make sure we are provide the best, the most suitable solution for them. Um, and and to, to, to elaborate more, um, I'd say one of my favorite daily jobs is jumping into concourse with our customers including the system integrators, system integrators and users. So I can give you a, an example. Uh, last week, um, you know, originally the customer was asking about like an 8 by 8 1080p video matrix, and which can do the video wall. Mm -hmm. but, then, but then he was saying, oh, but I actually have 12 monitors. And we were thinking, okay, eight outputs. How can you do twelve monitors? So we, so you know, we talk, we, we, we talk to our um, our system integrator and say, hey, you know what? Let's jump into the concall with the customers. And with uh, ten to fifteen minutes of concall, we understand. Um, and it, it, it and it kind of, you know, it's gonna elaborate more on the four K. But it's actually they are looking for four K HDMI video matrix. So you know, it's not heavy. And another thing is. It's because they are going to do a three of the two by two video wall. So as a matter of fact, they don't really need a need one eight by eight. They can either do like three individual four by four or another modular video matrix sixteen by sixteen. But the thing is, you can see our favorite part is get to know the customers, know what they're looking for, know what their pain points are, and help to solve them. That is a really great story. I, I mean, you know, you could definitely see kind of after the fact what they were trying to go for and the fact that you were able to walk them through it and provide them the best product. Uh, I, I'm sure that speaks volumes about, uh, you know, about what it is that you guys do. Um, and hey, you know, that customer support experience, again, for a lot of different verticals, hospitality, education, business, uh, you know, many, many others. If people want to find out more about you, uh, we have a link to your website in the show notes over at computeramerica.com. Uh, but how else can people get in touch with A10? Oh, yeah. Um, so we are very um, active on the social media as well. So besides what our website, our LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and I would say one of my favorite is the YouTube channels. Because, you know, um, whenever the customer is interested in maybe some applications or products, um, I will use our YouTube video. Um, I'll just send him the link for like two or three minutes so he, he, he or she will be able to watch the video first and then we jump into the call. That will save us a lot of time and we can jump into the questions directly. So all those above, uh, you will be able to reach um, A10. All right. Yeah. And of course, I'm sure you have links to all those at your website and uh, I'll go ahead and let you have the last word. Uh, YT, I want to say thank you for coming on the show. And if there's anything else you want to let uh, our listeners know. Um, yeah, sure. Um, well, we would like to say, you know, we, um, we are true manufacturer. We have solutions for IT and AV and we really want to help. You know, we, we know 
people out there are looking for for solutions from different vendors, um, but we are we are really here. We are able to help. We are equipped with IT, both IT and AV uh, expertise, knowledge, and experience. So you know, please feel free to reach us. And um, of course, last but not least, Ben, thank you so much for having us. It's, it's really awesome. I mean, um, I watch your uh, broadcasting show. It's, it's really interesting. You know, it, it talks not just on, on the commercial part. You also talk about um, the consumer part. So thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what we try to do because not many... Uh, you know, it, you just don't get too many glimpses into the corporate side. Like, unless you are a corporate entity, you really don't get to see what's happening, what's new, what's innovative, and uh, you know, kind of more to what it is that you do at 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 uh, at A10. Um, yeah, that we kind of talked about. You hide a lot of stuff in the background. Like once the IT people kind of set it up, the end, you know, the people walking by these giant video displays, they never know how it works. So it, it's it's really yeah. cool to be able to talk with you and see how it's done. So uh, th thank you for watching us. Thank you for the kind words. And uh, yeah, thank you for coming on the show. All right, thank you, Ben. All right, have a good one, YT. Bye bye. Thank you too. Mm. All right, everyone, and there they go. And yeah, if you want to find out more about them, again, ATEN.com, you can find them there or again, a link in the show notes. So let's, um, yeah, let's go ahead and move on to computer and technology news. And by the way, again, if anyone missed part, uh, any part of that interview or you want to go back and check it out, wherever podcasts are heard or even up on our YouTube site, you can find today's show in its entirety right there. So let's go ahead and talk about computer and technology news. And again, that's brought to you by OWC. If you want to check out what OWC is all about, owcdigital.com. And they have lots of different products, especially for working professionals and especially for Apple-minded individuals. They make a lot of great products. So in the meantime, computer and technology news brought to you by OWC. All right, let's go ahead and get started. So <laughs> there are a number of them. You know, we can kind of lump these. Honestly, we could probably do the entire show, what's remaining of it, on um, on electric cars. I don't know what happened with electric cars. I don't know if there was some kind of convention or uh, if people were just super interested in about electric cars today. But let's kind of lump this up into two kind of overarching segments. The first one is going to be about Amazon Prime because, hey, Prime Day. And when you spend millions and millions and millions of dollars on advertising, everyone is going to think that Prime Day is the best day ever to shop for anything. Well, we have a couple of stories to that effect. And some of them include, uh, you know, some of the best deals that uh, other journalists seem to have found. And some are, you know, just kind of warnings that, hey, just because someone says it's a deal, uh, time as old or a strategy as old as time includes, well, uh, hey, half off. Yeah, but, you know, five days ago, you marked it up twice as much. It's like, yeah, but, you know, don't worry about that. So the first one, we're going to talk all about all of our prime days and everything Amazon. And then we're going to talk about uh, electric cars because there's a lot to cover there. So let's go ahead and get started. So I guess we should do first a warning, this one from the BBC, and just in general, uh, we can throw out some, uh, you know, some other services that you should use alongside Amazon. So this coming to us again from the BBC, and let's see, written by Brian Milligan, talking about, well, Amazon Prime deals are quote unquote, not what they seem. So, yeah, here we go. And let's see. So shoppers thinking uh, thinking of taking part in the internet giant Amazon Prime Day are being warned that not all the items on sale could be the bargains they seemed. And this is something that I try to get at least my friends and family, don't mention enough on the show, services such as Camel, Camel, Camel. Yes, that's three camels in a row. I'm sure there are other ones out there. There are tracking services that will actually 
take note of a product's price over time so that you can see, you know, you think that a lot of these things are, you know, here's the MSRP, that's what's going to be till the end of time, and then eventually they'll stop making the product, and then it'll go on sale, and then it'll be a defunct product that'll be worth zero. So that being said, uh, yeah, and by the way, no idea the uh, makeup of the camels, but I will say that the uh, that if you use a service such as Camel Camel Camel, you notice, uh, let's say for instance, a television that you've been watching, that you've been a television that you've been watching, uh, a television that you've been keeping an eye on that you want to purchase. You punch it into uh, the service, or at least the the product name, the direct link to it on Amazon. And it will actually show you that, no, you know, just because a television may be MSRP for $600, maybe during the holidays it went up actually $100. So it was $700 because people knew that they were shopping for it. Or maybe in the summer when they had too many in stock, they dropped the price down to try to move some. And they were down to like $400. So by using a price chart over time, you're able to see that in some cases, Amazon Prime deals are not strictly sales, and Amazon has said as much. So they actually have a quote here, I'm trying to find it real quick on the fly, but essentially what Amazon said was, quote, we never said that the best time to buy every product, uh, that every product is going to be on Amazon Prime Day. Instead, it's just a day that they market, that they are advertising for, and think of it like a pseudo Black Friday. It's a completely manufactured uh, excitement on Amazon-based products. So let's go ahead and uh, yep, and let's go ahead and say that. So they're saying that uh, consumer group which question mark, which is the name of the consumer group, said that the goods are often cheaper at other times of the year. However, Amazon said its website was transparent and consumers could compare price changes over time. And that's true, but again, the best way to do it is by third-party sites. Uh, the 36-hour sale aimed at subscribers to the Prime Shopping Service offers discounts on a range of good and the deals are time limited with shoppers being told that some items are only available while stock lasts. Again, you have to manufacture that idea that if you don't buy it now, if you don't impulse it for that 50% off, you may never get the chance you may never get the chance at this price again. Not not always uh the best uh and again, not always the best deal that you're going to get, but it's all about playing into the human psychology of, hey, this camera is 50% off, but the camera was, I don't know, maybe raised 30, 40% a couple of days prior. Completely legal and, you know, just something that as a consumer, you have to be savvy enough to know how to avoid. So uh, let's see, the article goes on for quite a bit here. Uh, we're not going to read it in its entirety, but they said that uh, other consumer groups question whether targeted sales, uh, sales messages on people's mobile phones should be allowed to continue unabated, saying that there's so much data, retailers can work out so much about us, and they're saying that it turns into a bombardment of high-pressure sales messages that can lead people to make the wrong decisions. It's time for us to have a debate on whether more boundaries need to be drawn. And I guess what they're saying there is that, you know, and I even saw this leading up to it by a couple other news organizations that were saying, hey, if you want the best deals on, uh, you know, on items, fill them up in your shopping cart. Uh, you know, essentially give the company's data into what it is that you want to purchase. And I think the reason that Amazon is completely okay with the companies, you know, kind of saying, hey, uh, here's how to kind of cheat the system, quote unquote, is because it plays directly into Amazon's hand. Amazon would love nothing more than to be able to send you messages about products that you want, letting you know that they are slightly on sale and get you to purchase them. 
Amazon loves the fact that you are willing to go onto their website and tell them what you're interested in. And despite everyone saying that, hey, it's going to be, you know, maybe they'll send you a coupon to finish your sale or finish your shopping. Um, yeah, uh, Amazon, again, is the clear winner. It's not even that smart of a tip. So there you have it. And that's kind of our, before we jump into this, our our preface, our warning just because something's on sale doesn't mean something is truly on sale. And hey, those notifications that are pushed to you, as someone in the chat room just mentioned, turn off notifications. I think that's a pretty smart thing for most shopping apps because let's face it, they're not there to lose money. They're there to make money. And if you giving over your data, you constantly receiving their notifications, uh, you know, if you think you're going to get the best deal, eh, you know, Odds are you're probably just going to make a sale. I'm not saying that they're going to rip you off. I'm saying that they are going to sell you a product at the best price that they can sell it to you. So there you have it. Now, with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into some of these Amazon Prime deals because, you know, some of these really are on sale. And if you are curious about any of these, again, check out, uh, let's see, uh, let me actually just check something out. Uh, yeah, so if anyone is actually curious, you can go ahead and check them out at Camel, Camel, Camel. So these are Amazon Prime deals that are actually currently going on. And this is brought to you by TechCrunch. Uh, let's see, Brian Heater, he wrote the article. I guess he took the arduous task of shifting through Amazon's different deals to see what was actually uh, you know, kind of worth looking into. And by the way, if you tried to, to log on earlier, Amazon indeed was down. Amazon was so flooded with traffic, everyone looking at the different deals, that their servers actually went down. I didn't think it was possible. I thought the I thought Amazon at this point was half the internet. So pretty impressive feat. But here we go. Some things you, you can check out. And a lot of these are indeed Amazon-based products because if they manufacture them, you can bet that they kind of want to offer the best deal on their own products as best they can. So some of them include the Amazon Cloud Cam, and this would be a 50% off of an IP-connected camera. If you've never tried one of these cameras, super helpful, super useful if you want to keep track of things such as Oh, I don't know, uh, maybe a pet cam, maybe a home security camera, front door cam, mail cam, what have you. Uh, definitely worth looking into. You can check them out. So let's see. Another one is the Amazon Kindle Paper White. This is, uh, you know, hey, the tried and true Amazon Kindle. I have a friend that uses it religiously, completely drop books because it's, uh, you know, just the way that the Amazon Kindle looks. And not, I'm not talking about the LED screen, but the actual paper white Amazon Kindle. It's so easy to look at, I guess, uh, that it really makes reading very, very simple for him. So Amazon Kindle white, that's on sale. Uh, let's see, they have uh, some more camera systems, Blink X-T1 camera system, uh, a flying drone, a thousand dollar flying drone that is currently $300 off. DJI, it's a good company. They make some of the best drones in the industry. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, the NVIDIA Shield TV, so NVIDIA Shield console. Eh, you know, those are pretty good. And let's see, the Razer phone, which is off, which is about 25% off. And if you're in the market for a phone, hey, not half bad. So we have a link to this article and more, but uh, there are some there are some deals. And again, if you're kind of questioning, is this a deal or not? check it out but there are some deals to be had so we're going to go ahead and split it up and now we're going to do as many electric car stories as we can as fast as we can because again there are a number of them and i'm surprised at how many there are so let's go ahead and start off with this one so no secret here we like tesla here on the show they made electric cars exciting again well Here's one where a Tesla Model 3, and you may have never heard of this thing, but it's called hyper-miling. 
I know, when I first read it, I thought it said hypermilling. Hypermiling. And that's essentially the way to get as many miles out of a single charge of a car as you can. And this can include everything from, oh, I don't know. Uh, you know, okay, so you know that thing where you're at, you're at a red light, you're the first in line, and there's no one in front of you, plenty of room to speed up in whatever manner that you see fit, and you don't stop on the gas, but you kind of hit the accelerator and you hit it kind of hard. If you're trying to hypermile, if you're trying to get as many miles as, as you can, you would just take your big toe and gently, ever so slowly, over maybe the course of 10 seconds, press the accelerator down. That is everything hypermiling is. It's about not using more energy than you need so that you can get a thousand kilometers on a single charge of a Tesla 3. So Tesla 3 normally has a range, I want to say about 200, 250, what have you. Well, through, through different techniques, they're able to get about 600 miles on a single charge. Now, mind you, that is not an exciting 600 miles. That is probably going to be one of the most boring 600 miles that you could possibly imagine. But this, I guess, was, uh, let's see, a, an autopilot team. So this is actually an unmanned, or as they called it, a quote-unquote unmanned autopilot team. So uh, they said it's not a useful way to, to determine the range of a vehicle for normal driving, but it's an interesting way to see how efficient a vehicle can be and how the and how the way someone drives can impact fuel efficiency. That's the main part. If you were hyper fuel efficient, if you were as fuel efficient as humanly possible, how far could you go? And yeah, they kind of almost ex uh, doubled the battery range of a Tesla Model 3. So they said that... Uh, it appears that the autopilot was actually a bigger factor since they also drove another uh, another Model 3 with an identical configuration next to the unmanned Model 3 on autopilot, and it ended up traveling 14 fewer miles than the unmanned Model 3. So autopilot is, uh, you know, pretty, pretty efficient. So they said that uh, naturally a test circuit with clear markings, long straights, broad curves, and few surprises provides nearly ideal conditions for the Tesla autopilot. And admittedly, we did not know in advance whether the autopilot could reach the total distance without fault, even during the night. And yep, so you know we're we're not going to get into exactly how they're able to do it. There's a pretty cool video on you know on on exactly that. But, um, yeah, there you go. Hypermiling. Again, not super exciting, but being able to double the range of an electric car, I think, you know, even if most cars have, let's say, uh, you know, one of my sedans had a 20-gallon tank, and on the highway, that thing still got like 24, I want to say 24, 25 miles to the gallon. That thing could take me 500 miles. And I thought that was super impressive because even if, you know, I'm comfortable sitting in a car for 500 miles, I can, you know, do that because I'm young, virile, I'm healthy. Um, but having to sit in a car for 600 miles, I think that's pushing about the range that you need to compete against gas cars because it's really not medically recommended that you sit in a car for 10 hours straight. You'll, you'll get cramps, blood clots, and hey, you could even die. So at any rate, let's see. And that's why even, uh, even and that's why without even trying, I can get 34 to 36 out of my 2007 Impala. Well, that's, well, hey, you know, what was that? An Impala that is 11 years old, that is a beautiful animal. And I am, I'm not shocked that you got 34 uh, miles to the gallon out of a, out of a Impala like that. So anyways, with that being said, everyone, uh, hey, obviously, special thanks to the folks in the chat room. Thank you so much for joining us here on Computer America. Thank you for everyone out there who listens to us live on IRN. I'm very, very happy that you do that, and we hope that you continue to do such. And everyone out there listening on the podcast version of the show, thank you for doing that as well. Any way that you get Computer America into your life is the best way to get Computer America. So 
Special thanks to our guest, A10, for joining us here on the program. Hopefully you'll be hearing more of them in the very near future. And in the meantime, everyone, have a great day. Thank you so much for joining us here on the program. And be sure to tune in tomorrow where, if I have this right, we should have a company called Niceland Seafood. That's right. So we're going to make sure that they're all set up. And we're going to talk about how the blockchain is verifying seafood. I swear it's actually pretty interesting. So everyone, tune in tomorrow, 4 p.m. to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday. Everyone, have a great day. Thank you so much.